Hey, it's Amy, and you're listening to Saving Amy, a podcast about a woman rewriting her narrative, creating her own version of happiness, and sharing exactly how she gets there. Welcome, hello, happy Tuesday, or whatever day of the week that you're listening. Maybe you just woke up. Maybe you just got home from work or school, or maybe you were just sitting down to have a nice meal, getting ready for bed. Whatever time of the day it is, welcome to today's episode. Today, I want to talk to you about convincers and blackouts when it comes to drinking alcohol. Uh, Right away, I want to talk about a book that I have read because I want to take a little quotation from it. The book is called The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober by Katherine Gray. This is the very first sober book that I had read when I decided that I was completely giving up drinking. And this book is amazing. I want everyone I know to read this book. But I digress. So Early on in the book, Catherine talks about a bunch of her rock bottom convincers. So let's very quickly just talk about rock bottom or hitting rock bottom. In my life, for example, I've hit rock bottom so many times. I didn't realize that when I hit the bottom, that wasn't even the bottom. There's more that I didn't even know existed. That's not a good thing. I want to try to keep a light and airy tone throughout this podcast, but I really want you to know that I am being serious and none of this is a joke to me because I'm going to be talking about some convincers in my life that should have been times where I stopped and said, Amy, get it together. And oh, I did say that to myself, but I still kept drinking. There's actually not one convincer that ever happened to me in all my years of living that convinced me to stop drinking. Not one. I still kept drinking until I just decided one day nothing bad happened. I just decided that I wasn't doing it anymore, that I was done, and there's no way that I was going to become a a better person and the best version of me while still having alcohol is like my little bestie on the side. That wasn't going to happen. So I had to let bestie go. So very quickly, I'm just going to read a tiny little paragraph from Catherine's book. And it's essentially just what a convincer is to her. So Catherine says, for me, each rock bottom was what recovery people called a convincer. They added fuel to my desire to get sober. Without them, I would have never stopped drinking. They're pitch black moments in my life, but they serve a bright purpose in the long term. It's because of those blood chilling moments that I finally scraped together the wherewithal to start swimming as fast as I could for the sober shore. Now, God love Catherine. They did added the fuel to her fire to get sober. And I think she has a great point. I think as I reflect on mine, because I mean, I will get into some of mine. Uh, Obviously, not every single one over the years are there. 
for a variety of reasons, but I'll be very open and transparent. Some of them I didn't want to include because it's too shameful for me. It's too embarrassing. I really had to start being honest with myself. And sometimes being honest with yourself is one of the most difficult things you can do. But that's where you start growing. With you, boo. With that being said, oh, actually, before we jump in just right into convincers, this episode is also going to be about blackouts. I'm sure all of us have heard the terms passing out, uh, blacking out, whatever. I'm going to just explain to you the difference between, you know, passing out versus blacking out. We can drink so much that we pass out. And earlier on, like years and years ago, I remember actually saying, wow, like how can people just drink and drink and drink and just do all these wild things? I used to say I would I would fall asleep or throw up before that would even happen. And at the time, that is what happened. But alcohol is a little devil and you get used to it. I, unfortunately, and this is very scary, there is so much that I don't remember from all my years of drinking. Like, I full-on don't know what happened. So, from the AmericanAddictionCenters.org website. Listen, I feel like this is a reputable, reputable website. I don't claim to state everything as fact, but I think we can, we can agree that what I'm about to say is nine chances out of ten, probably factual information. <laughs> So what is a blackout? People often confuse blacking out with passing out, also called syncope, which is a temporary loss of consciousness where a person no longer displays voluntary behaviors. However, an alcohol-related blackout involves losing your memory while you're still awake and conscious. You can be moving around, interacting with the others, and seem fine to those around you. Blackouts are caused by drinking high quantities of alcohol, which leads to an impairment in the way your brain transfers memories from short to long-term memory. People can experience two different types of blackouts when they drink enough alcohol. If you experience a fragmentary blackout, also known as a grayout or brownout, you may have gaps in your memory combined with some level of recollection of events, whereas a total blackout involves no recollection of events because memories of what happened never form. And if they do, you cannot access them. People with this type of blackout, also called an en bloc blackout, have amnesia that can last for many hours. It can feel like you weren't there for the events that occurred. A person can progress from blacking out to passing out. Passing out or losing consciousness as a result of drinking is a sign of an alcohol overdose. I'm going to pause right there just for a moment because I'm not sure if it was my first or second attempt. Um, they told me my blood alcohol level in the hospital. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it was, but I'm pretty sure I should have died. And I'm not saying that in a joking, funny way. All right, let's keep going. The signs or symptoms of blackouts can be challenging to identify because people who blackout are completely able to engage in complex behaviors. And that's terrifying. Listen to this. They may engage in conversations, 
drive automobiles, and perform other behaviors such as spending money or having unprotected sex that they can't even remember. They can't remember those behaviors because their memories aren't transferred into the mind's long-term storage. Okay, and let's go with the causes of blackouts. Let's have a little read on that. Many people who experience blackouts do so because of binge drinking, but they also occur when people combine certain meds and alcohol. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, binge drinking occurs when a man has five or more drinks or a woman has four or more drinks in about two hours. Blackouts mainly occur when people ingest alcohol too quickly, so their body is not able to effectively process it out of their systems. The overload of alcohol in your bloodstream causes a rapid increase in your blood alcohol content, which can increase the risk of blackouts. Society as a whole says that alcohol isn't the problem. It's, it's the people that use it. Either you can, there are the people that can use alcohol and people who can't. But why aren't we ever thinking that maybe alcohol itself is the problem? And we'll circle back to that little question at the end of this episode. Okay, Amy's convincers. They're not in any list of, say, severity or anything like that. They're all very severe. They're all not okay. They're all semi-embarrassing and shameful, to me anyway. But I'm sharing this with you because I know it's going to help at least one person. Just, just the one. And I'm willing to share these things with you to help someone. Here we go. I woke up with vomit in my hair. I am after going on dates, getting completely blackout, slept with people, and had no recollection of it. How sad is that? Having sexual intercourse with someone and full-on not remembering at all is not attractive. It's not sexy. It's not cute. That's not something I'm ever doing ever again because it feels disgusting the next day. I've even had people have a great time with me, you know, and they tell me how much of a great time they had with me. And I can't, I have no recollection. So the person that they had was some, I don't know where Amy was. So yeah, that is like, are very difficult for me to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. There was a time where I passed out in the middle of the night on the Trans-Canada Highway, hours away from the city, and I still didn't stop drinking. In the past, I have drank to hide it from my partner. I would drink in the mornings or I'd sneak alcohol because I just knew it wouldn't be appropriate if said person knew that I was having a little quote-unquote sneaky. I've literally been sleeping at someone's house, woke up in the middle of the night completely intoxicated, got upset for some reason. It was not a valid reason because I was completely intoxicated. I left his house in the middle of the night, just walked out the door in the middle of the night in the city. Didn't even tell him. He literally woke up the next morning and I wasn't there. 
I have been mid-hookup and didn't know who the person was that I was hooking up with, even though I absolutely knew them. With that being said, I need to say right now that in none of those situations was I essayed. And when I say essay, I'm making that a... uh, like an acronym just because I don't want anything to get flagged. But SA is an acronym for when someone touches you without your consent. So if you can kind of get that, uh, you can connect the two. I need you guys to know that that was never the case. I was never taken advantage of. And that's why I really wanted to explain what blackouts can look like earlier in this episode, because In many of these situations, I was completely coherent and talking. And that is what is terrifying. I mean, I guess the biggest one of all is how to take my own life. How can you try to take your own life completely blackout and still keep drinking? I'm going to answer that question. It's because I didn't want to stop drinking. I didn't want to stop. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care what happened to me at all. I didn't care about the people around me. We're going to circle it back now. I need you to take a moment. If you're someone who is a social drinker, maybe you're thinking, okay, maybe I could have a little issue. I want you to honestly ask yourself, what does alcohol give you? That is a really good thing. Honestly. What does alcohol give you that is just overwhelmingly positive? Maybe you'll surprise me and you're saying, Amy, you know, I got blackout once and the cab driver that drove me home, we, f- we fell in love. <laughs> I don't know anything at all. So, you know, drinking was good for me. I'm sure there's some cases where drinking has definitely given you a positive thing in your life. But overall, in the big picture, what does alcohol give you that's good? For me, when I made the decision that alcohol was absolutely no longer touching my lips, I gotta say that it's been pretty easy for me to keep the momentum going. Because I'm seeing the results happen right in front of me. And it's just too, it's invaluable. There's no way I'm resorting back to old habits when I have this in front of me. And that is where I'm going to end today's episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Saving Amy. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to this podcast and rate it five stars. I will talk to you soon. Take care.